As an Amazon associate, we earn from qualifying purchases. This podcast is supported by its listeners. If you choose to purchase something using links on our website, we may earn a commission. No books were warped, dog-eared, underlined with purple pen, eaten, cursed, cancelled, burned or otherwise harmed in the making of this podcast. I'm Tom Tolkien and this is The School Reading List, a podcast that recommends books you'll want your children to read and books you'll wish you'd read as a child. And to kick off episode 16 of the School Reading This podcast, let's rip open some book post. And first up is this magic mystery from Usborne Books, Glassborne by Peter Bunzel. When the clock strikes 13, Acton, the youngest of all the Bell siblings, finds himself in fairyland and forced to work for an evil queen. Can Cora, L, and Bram save their brother before it's too late? This spectacularly realised fantasy quest story is brilliantly written, with convincing characters in an unforgettable world. It's a must-read for fans of magic, daring adventure, and gripping twists. Highly recommended for Key Stage 2. And this one was our November non-fiction book of the month, Amazing Octopus, Creature from an Unknown World, by Michael Staverich and Michelle Gasner. This cracking large format hardback dives into the fascinating world of octopuses, highlighting their intelligence and uniqueness. Blending interesting octopus facts with engaging activities, the accessible writing style and bright illustrations make this an ideal choice for Key Stage 2 upwards. With quirky facts and well-written long-form narrative non-fiction passages, this is an unusually compelling book that will leave young readers with a true appreciation for these remarkable creatures. Highly recommended. And this one was our November Picture Book of the Month, Do You Remember? by Sidney Smith. What makes a memory? This incredible picture book explores the times, the events and the feelings a boy and his mother share. Using few words and thought-provoking pictures, this memorable and poignant story is perfect for prompting discussion about cherished moments, change, moving house and what we hold dear. The touching narrative and dialogue, combined with exquisite illustrations, really encourage empathy and reflection. It's the perfect book to read, share and discuss with children in both Key Stage 1 and Key Stage 2. And this is an adventure book for 12 plus readers from Hot Key Books, Fate of the Argozi by Sebastien de Castel. The third instalment in the Argozi trilogy follows Ferrius Parfax as she helps Shedran, a Mardek inmate, to lead their persecuted people to safety. But Ferrius has a difficult moral dilemma to face, and one that will test her loyalties. This is a fascinating insight into the origins of the Spellsinger series that will keep fans gripped until the final page. And this is a great non-fiction activism book from Greystone Kids, aimed at children aged 12+. Rise Up and Sing 
Power, Protest and Activism in Music by Andrea Warner and Louise Riemer. This empowering and inspirational book takes a deep dive into musical expression as a force for protest. Chapters on gender equality, the anti-war movement, liberty and climate justice show us that artists such as Tracy Chapman, Lizzo and Bob Dylan really can change the world and effect positive change for disability rights, civil rights, gender equality, world peace and more. A valuable resource for Key Stage 3 libraries. Highly recommended. And some more ripping. And this one's from Chicken House, aimed at young adults aged 13 plus, The Undying of Obedience Wellrest by Nicholas Bowling. This fascinating combination of science and dark magic explores how both narratives can fill gaps of what we don't know about the natural world. It's a unique, refreshing and memorable teen novel. And from Knights of Media, aimed at children aged 7 plus, is a short chapter book from Polly Ho Yen, The Girl Who Became a Fish. Young Eater is plagued by phobias in this immersive and heartwarming story for readers aged 7 plus. When she learns that she can turn into a fish, suddenly she's able to confront her fear of water. Polly Ho Yen's warm delivery deftly navigates themes of anxiety, transition and change, and young readers will be encouraged to think about how to overcome fears and confront what makes them uncomfortable. With charming and empathetic illustrations by So Jung Kim McCarthy, this first independent chapter book is highly recommended for years two to four. And this non-fiction title from Rebel Girls, Growing Up Powerful Journal, a confidence-boosting, totally inspiring, joyful journal by Nona willis Aronovich, illustrated by Caribe Marquina. This 144-page paperback journal is an engaging and empowering resource for independent-minded preteens, filled with colourful pages, quizzes, prompts and inspiring content it encourages self-reflection goal setting and positive thinking the sections on building friendships and changing the world will be particularly useful to 8 to 12 year olds the undated format means this book can be used at any time and it's a fantastic tool for encouraging resilience and improving a youngster's self-esteem it's a must-have for fans of the growing up powerful guidebook and an ideal gift idea for parents who want to help boost their child's confidence. Highly recommended. And this activity book is from Piku Publishing, aimed at 8 to 10-year-olds. My Nature Trail by Rachel Lawston and Paul Lawston. Curious and exploring minds will love this beautifully illustrated and practical activity book aimed at Upper Key Stage 2 aged children. With a myriad of activities such as looking for leaf and cloud shapes, building hedgehog feeding stations, going rock pooling, matching leaf shapes and creating secret nature signs, children won't get bored. 
covering autumn, spring, summer and winter, My Nature Trail will be especially useful for topic teaching about the seasons. We really like the section on spotting the first signs of spring. Equally at home in the school library, your EYFS department's forest school, or for parents to use at home with their children at the weekend, My Nature Trail is a gloriously engaging, practical and positive read. As the book reminds us, an adventure begins every time you step outside. And from What on Earth Books... Evolution by Sarah Darwin and Eva Maria Sadowski, illustrated by Olga Baumert. Evolution, Natural Selection and Life on Earth are brought to life by Charles Darwin's great-great-granddaughter, Sarah Darwin, explaining complex theories in graspable and accessible bursts of graphics and information. Evolution is an excellent primer for Key Stage 2 aged children. This stunning large format hardback is sumptuously illustrated by Olga Baumert with watercolour images, annotated timelines and short pioneering people biographies. There's also a useful glossary and a selection of sources to encourage further independent reading and research for older readers and educators. And this wonderful picture book from HarperCollins Children's Books, aimed at children aged 3 plus, Not So Little Red Riding Hood by Michael Rosen, illustrated by David Melling. It's Little Red Riding Hood, but not as you know it, in this hilariously funny story from the children's picture book dream team of Michael Rosen and David Melling. When Little Red Riding Hood rides pebbles to the woods, she wonders what Big surprise Granny has in store for her, with repetition, wordplay, call and response questions, and a reassuring rhythm refrain from the wind. This is a memorable story to read aloud and share with younger children in EYFS classes. Highly recommended. Mm. And this charming picture book from Otter Barry, Sala, Mountain Warrior, by Wakanyi Hoffman and Onyinye Iwu. When Sala is the only girl on a school mountain climbing trip, she's filled with trepidation and nerves. But her grandmother encourages her with knowledge and wisdom from Samburu storytelling. Thought-provoking and inspirational, this traditional story from Kenya will encourage all children to challenge themselves and not to give up. Thank you to all the publishers and publicists for sending us books to review here on this podcast and on our website, schoolreadinglist.co.uk. Here's our rundown of great new children's books hitting the shelves this January. Winner Takes Gold by Eloise Smith Sign Sealed Dead by Cynthia Murphy Meet the Wildings by Gwen Millwood Rainbow Saurus by Steve Antoni Stitch by Padre Kenny 
My Brother Plato by George Myerson. That Self Same Metal by Brittany N. Williams. Find Peace in a Poem by Little Tiger. Roman Soldiers by Tegan Evans. Lunar New Year Love Story by Jean Luen Yang. The Shape of Rainbows by Neil Zetter. Time Travelling with a Tortoise by Ross Welford. Northern Soul by Phil Earl. Little Bang by Kelly McCrawcran. The Code of Life by Flying Eye Books. Cruel Twist of Fate by H.F. Asquith The War of the Heavenly Horses by Roland Chambers The Troublemakers by Tamsin Merchant The Girl Who Sang by Estelle Nadell and Sammy Savos The Floating Witch Mystery by Nicky Thornton Diamond Jack, Your Money or Your Life by Anna Rainbow. Dictionary of Dinosaurs by Dieter Braun. Destroy the Day by Bridget Kemmerer. How Do Meerkats Order Pizza by Brooke Barker. The Minute Minders by Mary Murphy. The Best You by Nima Patel and Johnson Isaacs, The ODD Squad by Stuart Heritage, A Fragile Enchantment by Alison Saft, Eastlands A Race to Frostfall Mountain by Jess French, The Invocations by Crystal Sutherland, Love Is by Sarah Maycock. And our picture book of the month is Love is in the Little Things by Stella J. Jones and Jane Massey. Our non-fiction book of the month is How Do Meerkats Order Pizza by Brooke Barker. And our fiction book of the month is Beastlands, The Race to Frostfall Mountain by Jess French. Booksy book, let's get reading. If you're a teacher, librarian or avid bookworm who loves children's or YA books and you'd like to review brand new titles for the school reading list, get in touch by email. We'd love to hear from you. The address is reviews at schoolreadinglist.co.uk. In children's literature, The distinction between children's books and books for children might seem subtle, but carries profound implications. The former refers to those chosen independently by children, while the latter often comprises titles recommended or authored by adults for a younger audience. This distinction prompts critical questions. What drives children's preferences, and why do certain books resonate more than others? I posed this question on Twitter earlier this year. Children's books and books for children, what do these terms mean? 
What is the difference? Why does it matter? For me, a children's book is one that children independently choose to read, whereas a book for children is one that either an adult has written for children or an adult recommends to a child. I find that most books advertised today as children's books are really books for children. But the books children enjoy the most are invariably children's books, and the ones that really take off sales-wise are those books for children which are really children's books hiding in plain sight. Perhaps I just didn't like being told what to read as a child. Perhaps I just enjoyed buying books as a child, browsing second-hand bookshops, there were four in Uppingham in 1985, and choosing books from the library. It's depressing that far fewer children today are able to buy books themselves than in the 1980s or 1990s. The reasons for this are wide and varied, including a decline in libraries and bricks and mortar bookshops and fewer opportunities for children to choose how they spend their own money. The result is that nearly all books are bought by adults and nearly all book purchases are, in the end, choices made by adults. It's also worth noting that children can claim ownership of any book and often do, whether or not children were the intended primary audience. And a good book can be read by anyone, regardless of whether or not it's been marketed towards children. And I posed this on Twitter and asked followers, what do you think? Also, Richard O'Neill commented, I think that's an excellent take on it. I was just about to post something about prescriptive reading for children, which would have totally put me off as a child. The music industry has never had the same problem. I replied, that's an interesting comparison. Music is often claimed, reclaimed and owned by so many different demographics across different generations. I wonder why that doesn't seem to be as prevalent in literature. Or maybe it is, but it's not as visible. I see 60s and 70s music finding new life on TikTok, but the same doesn't seem to be the case with books. Author Louis Stahl said, Pondering this, one bit I'm wondering is, are there books that are more focused on the adults in the equation that do sell lots? Because they're mostly bought as gifts. I'm not sure what the answer is, just thinking. Author Fleur Hitchcock said, I think the divergence between these two things has grown over the years. Admittedly, even in the late 60s, my mother's insistence that The Water Babies was a wonderful book fell on deaf ears. But no doubt many copies of books are bought by adults and never read by the intended child. Other contributors to the Twitter discussion shared diverse perspectives on the disconnect between books crafted for children and those organically chosen by young readers. Discussions touched upon the challenge of ensuring that popular educational reads genuinely resonate with children and the enduring allure of content that bridges the generational gap, as exemplified by the TV show Bluey. Emphasising a shift in purchasing behaviour 
One contributor acknowledged initial reliance on promoted titles, but underscored the pivotal role of letting children gravitate towards stories that genuinely captivate their interest. The overarching theme underscored the need for a more child-centric approach, allowing for a dynamic exploration of literature that aligns with individual preferences and fosters a genuine love of reading. This trend prompts consideration of the divergent paths taken by books for children and authentic children's books. The former, often bought by adults as gifts, may prioritise adult-focused themes. Those comments from various authors echo the sentiment that this divergence has intensified over the years, with adults shaping literary choices for children more than ever. The critical question lingers. How does this impact the reading landscape for children? A peek into the discussions amongst authors reveals concerns about books losing relevance to modern children, with references to classics becoming more and more unmoored from their contemporary experiences. As adults increasingly steer literary choices, the risk arises that children may miss out on books that would truly captivate them. To delve deeper into this phenomenon, the school reading list conducted a survey during the summer term periods in 2022 and 2023. Educators, teachers, librarians and teaching assistants across 50 primary and secondary schools anonymously polled students to identify their favourite books throughout the school year. The results, though not a scientific study, offer valuable insights into children's actual reading preferences, separate from adult-driven choices. The survey presents a nuanced picture of children's literary tastes, free from adult influence. As you explore the book list chosen by pupils, these insights serve as a valuable resource for parents, teachers and anyone involved in fostering a love of reading among children. The findings not only provide reading recommendations, but spark contemplation about the evolving dynamics between children's books and books for children in today's landscape. Have a look at our most recent children's favourites list, where we've presented the results of these surveys for favourite books for 11-year-olds, books for 12-year-olds and books for 13-year-olds. The results are surprising and interesting. Here's a selection of exciting new book tasters sent to us by new and self-published children's authors this month. Hi, my name is Gina Kulemans and I would like to introduce you to my newly released children's book called Luna and Helio the Eclipse. It is aimed at three to seven-year-olds and is the fictional tale of Luna the Moon and Helio the Sun and how they create an eclipse by accident. It is a story of friendship and helping each other to do the right thing, even when it isn't easy. One day Luna has to stop Helio making a very big mistake with the help of Earth and the other planets in our solar system. The story is educational but doesn't overload young minds with a thousand facts. 
It is the first in a series of Luna and Helio books, and I really hope you enjoy the story. It is available to buy on Amazon, Waterstones, WH Smith Foils, and Austin Macaulay Publishers. Thank you for listening. Hi everyone, this is Dr. Katie Chisenga Phillips. I'm a mum to a one-year-old, a junior doctor, and an author of a children's picture book that I cannot wait to tell you about. This book is called I Can Be an Astronaut, and it's about a little girl who dreams of being an astronaut and succeeds despite the fact that not many people look like her. This book is beautifully illustrated, and it's so important as it promotes diversity, inclusion, and representation. This is particularly important for me because as a junior doctor who is a black female, there weren't many people around who looked like me when I was studying medicine at the University of Cambridge. So I really wanted my daughter and other children who looked like me to have a book like this, to know that not even the sky is the limit. I really hope you enjoy it and I hope that you think about getting a copy for yourself or your loved ones. You can find it on Amazon. Have you heard how dangerous it was for an old woman to swallow a fly? If you think she could die from that, wait until you read There Was an Old Woman Who Followed a Spy. In a twist to the much-loved rhyme of a lady who has had enough to eat, Tommy Fermato and his daughter Tabitha bring you a new adventure. Tommy's the seventh of a dozen children, and then, just for fun, collected his own dozen children. When it comes to storytelling, he has had to tell them all, just to survive. If you choose to accept this mission, you'll find the children's picture book, There Was an Old Woman Who Followed a Spy, on Amazon.com, being released on November 24th, Black Friday. There Was an Old Woman Who Followed a Spy. It might be the beginning of a new series where old women of legends become sleuths in private eyes. You'll have to read it and decide. But then again, perhaps she'll die. Hi, my name's Alex Brooks, and I am the author of Insects, Bugs, and Rock and Roll, and Why, Oh, Why Am I a Crocodile, both illustrated by the very talented Hannah Wesley. I'm going to be talking to you today about Why, Oh, Why Am I a Crocodile, which was our first book and shortlisted for the Spark Book Awards. Why, Oh, Why Am I a Crocodile is a beautiful rhyming story with vibrant illustrations, and it's about a crocodile who struggles with low self-esteem. As she walks along admiring beautiful creatures, she has just one question. Why, oh why, am I a crocodile? It's only when she meets a blind monkey who introduces her to some newfound friends, she soon realises things aren't always as they first appear. Why, oh why, am I a crocodile is available via main online booksellers and my website www.alexbrooksauthor.com. Thank you. If you'd like to get in touch and leave a recorded shout-out about your upcoming self-published children's book, have a look at our podcast webpage for more details. Christmas isn't the only time of year when we give books, so we're going to have a quick look at which books make excellent gifts at any time of the year. And here's the first one, the pan-
Sanders' Child by Jackie Morris and Kathy Fisher. Only a boy and the spirit of the forest can save a panda's child in this generational tale of nature, empathy and conservation. This large format hardback would make the ideal gift book at any time of the year or a glittering gem to read to groups of children at the end of a long day at school. Inside the gold foil adorned cover, there's sumptuous artwork with full-coloured double-page spreads. With a lyrical verse story, The Panda's Child is a joy to read to younger children and one that will inspire children to consider and discuss how people and animals can live together. Michael Morpurgo's Tales from Shakespeare by Michael Morpurgo. Michael Morpurgo presents 10 classics using a deaf storytelling touch to convey complex plots with a concise alacrity. Readers will understand and empathise with characters that can otherwise prove challenging. With compelling artwork by who's who of contemporary children's illustrators, including Veru, Michael Foreman, Sam Usher, Dapo Adiola, Tom Clahoji Cole, Ian Beck, Peter Bailey, Alona Milgram and Joao Avellino, this fantastic hardback is an ideal gift for children aged 9+. plus and also older students who need to build confidence before studying Shakespeare in Key Stage 3 or for GCSE. Highly recommended. Mm. History Factopia. Follow ye oldie trail of 400 facts by Paige Towler, illustrated by Andy Smith. 400 seemingly unrelated fun historical facts neatly segue into each other on a trail that takes in ancient civilizations, sport, mythology, the history of medicine, culture, and more. With compelling photography, bold graphics, and quirky cartoons, children aged 8 plus will be fascinated by every page. It's perfect for children who like to dip into non-fiction texts, and ideal for Key Stage 2 libraries. Inside the Suitcase by Clotilde Perrin this magical illustrated quest follows a young boy packing his suitcase and travelling through an otherworldly land of forests, mountains, oceans and the underwater realms. At every stage the reader can lift a flap to delve deeper into the story and lift another to see more and more detail and surprises. Part mystery, part enchantment and part fantasy the story twists and turns and challenges the reader to work out how the boy will find his way back home. A modern masterpiece, this is a beautiful book to give as a gift. Leon and the Space Between by Graham Baker Smith An enchanting book that invites the reader to follow Leon into an imaginary magical world, that exists where things that have vanished have yet to reappear. Travelling on a flying carpet, Leon sees magicians' doves, cards and scenes of awe and wonder. The illustrations glow. A startling and inspirational picture book. Ooh. Starbird by Sharon King Chai 
an intricately illustrated picture book with eye-catching silver foil embellishments about a mythical bird whose song provokes incredible dreams in the minds of those who fall asleep to its tune. The king becomes obsessed with caging the prize bird as a gift for his daughter, who is equally intent on setting it free. This is a spellbinding bedtime story and a book to treasure. Mm. Once Upon a Raindrop, The Story of Water by James Carter. The story of water, from the beginning of time, is told through poetry in this stunningly illustrated book. A joy to read aloud, James Carter's shaped poetry and rhymes are perfect for shared reading and discussion, especially in Key Stage 1. If you'd like to get in touch, use the hashtag SRLpodcast on Twitter or drop us a line using the contact form or messaging button on our website schoolreadinglist.co.uk. And all the books lived happily ever after. The End